Welcome to the Tutor Podcast, the only weekly show for anyone who is in the business of helping people. If you're a tutor, a teacher, or a coach, the Tutor Podcast will help you start, grow, and love your tutoring business in plain English without the buzzwords and BS. If you want to make more money and make more of a difference, the Tutor Podcast will be with you every step of the way. Hi, it's Neil here with the Tutor Podcast, welcoming you to another blast of uncommon sense for people in the tutoring, teaching and coaching businesses. Now, as always, I'm eager to hear from you, to get your stories, your insights, as well as your questions and problems. Just send them to me. It's info at neilcamido.com or follow me on Twitter where I am at Tutor Podcast. Right, let's get cracking with episode 69. Chin up, staying positive. And that means we're going to be looking at the most common problem for anybody who's in business for themselves. It's managing your own state of mind when things don't go as planned. How do you stop yourself from imploding, from feeling depressed, from getting generally bummed out by stuff that you can't do much about? Now, before we start, I better give you the disclaimer. I want to declare up front that I'm not a shrink. This is not mental health advice. All I have to offer is real world practical tips that can get you through the tough days and the problems which are part of the entrepreneur's journey. And as self-employed tutors, we are all entrepreneurs. Now, as the host of the Tutor Podcast, it's not my job to sort out any deep-rooted mental health issues you or someone you know might have. There are plenty of expensive people with fancy titles out there who are happy to take your money to do that. And they can even give you a clinical diagnosis based on how far you deviate from the acceptable norms specified by their profession and the latest psycho-societal theory. Now, I also want to warn you to take my opinions as just that. They're my opinions. I'm interested in what we can all do when things just aren't going our way. When life kicks you in the nuts and then runs away laughing. So... That's the disclaimer out of the way. Now let's cut to the good bit. Keeping your chin up, or more colloquially, what to do when everything goes to shit. Because believe me, things will go wrong. You will have unexpected problems, your plans won't work, circumstances will change, people will let you down, and crucially, you'll change. Now, the very first thing you can do to help yourself is to remind yourself that all of those things are the direct result of being alive. All problems and all challenges are just part of life. Get over it. The primary cause of death is life, just like the primary cause of all divorces is marriage. It's not personal. The universe is too big and too busy to give a monkeys about you and me. We're insignificant and puny. But that's really cool. Because if it's too busy to pander to us and our whims, it must also be too busy to thwart us. Hold on to that thought for a second. If the most powerful thing there is doesn't care about us, what have you got to fear from lesser powers? Bear in mind, things do go wrong. But what it really means is they didn't go the way I wanted or expected them to. Things won't always go the way you want them to. It's just neutral stuff the events are neutral what it means is our expectations aren't accurate they're really just our best guesses at what the future would bring now i'm not very good at foretelling the future 
But what I can do is deal with reality. When stuff happens, how can I respond to it? I know that just like the universe itself, the events don't care about you. They don't care about me. They are neutral. How am I going to respond to them? That's the question that concerns me. How are you going to respond to them is the question that should concern you because it's a matter of choice. So here are some ideas I found useful for dealing with events and circumstances that weren't what I wanted them to be. First, consider whether or not I have any control over them. If I've got any control over them at all, I can change them to more favourable circumstances. In other words, roll up your sleeves, get busy. Now, if I've got no control over them, I needn't waste my energy in trying to change them. I can then divert my energies to change my response to them. The very first thing I'll do in that process then is to examine the reality. Jack Welch, the CEO of General Electric, used to ask, what's the reality here? Look at the facts, look at the data. Never mind what you wanted it to be or what you thought it should be. Just look at it for what it is. Getting personal with the data. Follow the data. Then ask yourself, what's the very worst response I can make to this situation? The very worst response most of us can make is that we, we don't deal with it. We keep on wishing that things were different. The great question then is, what are better responses I can choose? Try and generate another 20 or 30 different responses than the one you've currently got. And when you've got those better responses written down, which is the one with the best chance of success based on the reality of the situation? Now you've got something to deal with rather than simply moping and wishing things were different. Now the next part of the process for me is to find the opportunity. There's a popular misconception that a Chinese character for crisis denotes danger and opportunity. And it does denote danger. But the second part is a mistranslation of a point where things happen or change, which also carries a second meaning of chance. That's the bit that gets mistranslated as opportunity. Coupled with good timing. Now, in every situational moment of change, there is opportunity. But always remind yourself to look for it, because if you aren't looking for the opportunity, it will pass you by. So ask yourself, what's good about this? Ask yourself where the positive is. It's like the opportunities. If you look for it, you'll find it. Or at least you have a better chance of finding it. Always, always remember to find out what's good in any situation. I have a lovely real world example from when we had a music shop, my business partners and I in Shrewsbury. And they were out at some brass band competition. So it was just me showing up for work on a Saturday. I got the day solo working by myself. And when I got to the shop, the front display window had been smashed and had been boarded up by an emergency board-up service overnight. Opened the shop up, there was broken glass and a fairly expensive electric guitar had been stolen from out the window. My heart absolutely sank. I thought, well, that's just screwed up Saturday for us. <sighs> I reached for the brush and started sweeping up glass. Then I asked myself, what's good about this? And it hit me like, like a bolt from the blue. This is news. So I got on the computer, called the local paper, 
and they sent an interviewer and photographer down, which resulted in us getting a quarter of the whole front page and my picture on a mass circulation local newspaper. Great publicity. We couldn't buy that kind of publicity. Immediately after I called the local paper, I called the local BBC radio station and they interviewed me on air live about the theft. As a, a follow-up to that, I was subsequently invited onto several BBC radio shows as an expert on guitars and on learning to play the guitar and to play musical instruments in general. Again, I couldn't have bought my way into those things. The next thing I did was put up a bunch of hand-drawn day-glow signs on the boarded-up window. And we got a boatload more footfall as people noticed the shop for the first time. Previously, they'd just walked past, but... The unusual board up and the, the really shoddy signage caught their eye. So we got massive football. Now, the regular customers who were in town made a point of coming in to ask if we were OK. So we got a lot of business off the back of that. Now, all in all, that added up to the amazement of myself and my business partners. We had our best Saturday ever, not in spite of the robbery and the damage, but because of it. And that's the real power of asking what's good about this. It prompts you to look and think beyond your first impressions. Because my first impression that day was, that's it, we're screwed. Just that question of what's good about this changed everything. So moving on. If your plans don't work out, guys, just make another plan. It was only a plan. It wasn't the plan. Make a plan which now reflects the events and circumstances and changes that are going on around you. Bring your plan up to date. It's a chance to refine your thinking and to adapt and respond to the changes that are an inevitable part of being alive and being in business. Remember to stay resolute on your destination, but remain flexible on the route you'll take to get there. In management speak, that's stay true to the strategy, but be flexible with your tactics. Now, when circumstances change around you, it's like a change in the landscape. It's almost a navigational check as far as I'm concerned. When things change around you, respond to the change. Reset your course. Take a new bearing. Because it's great you can make that correction now before you've had a chance to travel further in the wrong direction. Take notice of what's changed. Reset your course. Keep going. Now, the next bad thing, the next thing that can really knock your duck off is when people let you down. Now, as many of you will know, I really espouse the, the rule DDWT, which stands for don't deal with tossers. And I'm not going to labour that point because that's some of the best advice I ever got. But when you're dealing with people who let you down, try and remember they're human. They're doing their best. They really are. Some people just won't make the cut. Some of them won't make the cut on a permanent basis. Some of them just didn't do it today. Be human about it. They're not robots and they're not put on this planet to do your bidding or mine. They also have lives. They have different priorities than you and me. Ask yourself, are you asking too much or being unreasonable with your expectations of them? When people let you down, they're really showing you who they really are. They'll give you clarity, and clarity is a good thing, especially if they inadvertently disclose to you 
the parts themselves they'd soon. In other words, the sooner you spot a duffer, the sooner you spot a tosser, the better. Be prepared to lose people along the way. As you continue your march and you change and evolve, some people will get that and they'll love it. Some people, however, will want you to stay the same. So there will be casualties and losses along the way. It's just part of the journey. When you do have to bung a tosser overboard, just remember they were just taking up space reserved for really great people, the members of your tribe. Never be afraid to lose the tossers, and if you must lose a tosser, do it as fast as you possibly can. Finally, you're going to change. It's the nature of all living things to change. If your work is consistent with your values, thank the stars for that gift. Now, I just read a US study that said 85% of people hate their jobs. 12% were sort of ho-ho, meh, neutral about their jobs, and only 3% of people loved and enjoyed their work. As a tutor, doing what you love, you're in the top 3%, so be grateful for that. Most tutors I speak to are in love with the work, and we get paid for having fun and doing what we enjoy. So please count your blessings. Don't be daft and think it's all rubbish. You're in a lucky position that 97% of people envy. The other 3% who don't envy you are in the same boat as you. So just be happy about that. Now, if you stop enjoying the work, consider a change. As we learn, we'll change and we'll adapt. And we can always change careers and seek out new challenges. We're not trapped or enslaved by our jobs and businesses. Bear in mind, it's okay to walk away from a business you're not enjoying or a job you don't want to do. It doesn't mean you've failed. It just means that's not the best use of your time anymore. Ultimately, remember that you're going to die and that between now and then, it's a great idea to have as much fun as possible, to move through the world in a way that makes everybody who meets us feel happier for that meeting. Sooner or later, we're all going to have a long lie-in with no bad dreams and no alarm clock to shatter the peace. But today's a gift. So go out and enjoy yourself. Bottom line, guys, is that it's all up to us. How we feel, minute to minute, it's all up to us. Stuff happens. What we do about it is up to us. If you let it floor you and knock you down, that's a choice. If it floors you and you choose to get up, that's probably a better choice. I always say you can let bad news, changing circumstances, problems roll over you. Just like a tsunami can flatten you. But I personally think it's a better idea to grab your surfboard and start paddling out and ride the great wave. Your choice. As far as I'm concerned, surf's up. Let me know how it goes, guys. I'd love to hear from you. Just send your comments, your questions or your problems to info at neilcowardo.com. And remember to follow me on Twitter, where I am, at Tudor Podcast. That wraps it up for today. Well, join me, Neil Cowardo, on the next fun-packed episode of the Tudor Podcast, where I'll be busting myths, filtering out the fact from the fiction, diving deep into what it takes to start, grow and love your tutoring business. Have a fabulous day. 
Get in touch with the Tutor Podcast via email or social media, and the Tutor Podcast team will be listening. Subscribe on iTunes and you'll automatically get the latest episode directly sent to your device. And remember to share, rate and review TTP so that we can help other people to start, grow and love their tutoring businesses. 